Welcome to the Metalist, where we discuss our top five personal favorites. Yeah. Is that what you want to call it? We can all things metal, all things distorted guitars. If you dig it, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud. Don't forget, rate and review, like and subscribe, give us a follow, maybe give us a share. Now, you know what time it is? What time is it? I'm ready for some fucking God Hammered. The metal The metal And now your hosts, David Dilo Lopez and Jason Smith. This is the Metalist. Good morning, everybody. Whenever you're listening to this, when, wherever you're listening to this. Today on the show, Death Comes Ripping. It's the Metalist Podcast. I'm Mommy, Dave. <laughs> can I go on? Come on What do you want? Yep. Such a weird delivery. Oh, yeah. This is one of a kind. Uh. If, in case you couldn't guess it already, today we're talking about what has got to be the definitive horror punk band, The Misfits. From Lodi, New Jersey, formed in 1977 by one Glenn Anzalone, now legally named Glenn Danzig. Dude, 1977. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yep. Only together for six years with that one lineup with Danzig in the forefront. Split up for 12, uh, reformed with Michael Graves, who then exits five years later. And then it's Jerry only fronting for until recently when they got back together with Danzig. It's a very interesting trajectory. They've had a bunch of different members. They've had a very extensive discography. Even by the time Danzig was out, you know, six years after he uh, after he left, he, like the amount of stuff that they got in there is, is mind-blowing. Yeah, and they, you know, it's the old days of punk touring and re- releasing your own records on Plan 9 Records or whatever, Evil Live. I don't know. They've had so many imprints. It's, it's mind-blowing looking at how much has come out of what they did, the icon, you know, the iconography, how influential they are, all the people that have come and gone from that band going on to do other things. You know, Danzig's trying to do his career as a prolific director now to mixed results. Man, I I would say where do we even start? But, uh, you know, the, the sensible start is what was your first introduction? I'm going to start with... We usually have a noisy podcast because we always have a fan going. We live in San Diego. We usually have the doors open. But today we are babysitting. Yep. So if you hear that in the background, by chance, Ash is our buddy Xander. Let's see. So my first exposure to dan- or dancing. <laughs> I mean, it well, might as one well One of the same, yeah. <laughs> my first exposure to the Misfits was probably like 1987 or 88, somewhere around there. If you go to Spotify or on their wiki page, you see a album. It just says it just says Misfits, and it's the Crimson Ghost Skull. It's the Misfit Skull, but it's yellow. Yeah. Yellow I thought that black. was just a regular album. Yeah. For years, for like sure. I thought it was just a normal album, and I was like, okay, cool. Come to find out, it's a compilation. That's what we um, 
and I didn't buy it. My buddy, uh, my buddy Jeremiah bought it, and we listened the fuck out of that. So two things that really fucking caught me with this episode was one, how much I really fucking like old Misfits. Same. Like well, I don't really like. I mean, I fell out quick. You know, it's not really my kind of thing. I don't listen to a lot of stuff like that. But that old shit still reminds me of that old shit, and it reminds me of those old days. And I really love those fucking songs. And there's quite a few of them. The second thing was I could not believe how, A, like how, when this band started, I had no idea that a lot of these songs were from like 82, 83. Mm -hmm. Um, I I believe that album, that compilation came out in 86. Something like that, yeah. I, like I said, I mean, I thought it was just a regular album. So I had, I thought those were like new songs at the time. Right, New for whenever it came out or whatever. And... I was really surprised, you know, kind of looking back, because I don't follow Misfits. I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a Misfits fan. So there's never been a reason for me to, like, go back and look through, you know, a discography or anything like that. I knew the songs that I liked, and those were the ones I would listen to. But I did notice on Spotify the different album covers, Earth AD, Walk Among Us, Legacy of Brutality, all that sort of thing. So I just never really looked at the dates. Right. I had no idea that that stuff was that fucking old. You mm-hmm. know, like, it really fucking blew me away. I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, and oddly enough, I do believe, um, um, no, I guess, I mean, I, I guess the first real exposure to Misfits is Cliff Burton. Yeah, same. You know, because he used to always wear the fucking Skull t-shirt. You know, we always wanted to know what it was, because it didn't have a Misfits logo on there at all. It just, right. It was just the, the Skull, and that was it. And it was like, oh, that's fucking cool looking. What is that? Yeah, exactly. You know, so... Probably like a lot of people, that's how, you know, me and my friends found out about them. That's how we found out about a lot of bands, was, you know, seeing other bands that we liked wearing other bands' fucking t-shirts. And I think that still happens today. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just remember sitting in my buddy's room, we were listening to stuff, and it was at a time where it's like... I mean, it's different than now where you have access to all these different things. And back then, you didn't have that access. I mean, you're not ever... You you're, you were never going to hear Misfits on the radio, ever. Couple that with the fact that we didn't have an actual, like, rock station. So it's like, now we're really never going to hear the Misfits. Yeah. So it was it was kind of... I, now that I look at it, I mean, back then, it was like, whatever. But now I look at it, I'm like, wow, it's really kind of fucking strange how we... How we found certain things and some of the things that we did like and and the like that's the other thing the misfits were nothing like anything we listened to or anything we even liked like it's really weird like to the point we we covered london dungeon like we i loved that song like and it was you know fairly easy to learn like and we fucking covered it for a while i, mean, I don't think we ever played it at any shows but we we played it quite a bit, and and uh, I mean, I, again, I just I really fucking love that old stuff, man. Like, and I don't like anything else that's like it. I could buy that. So what he's about, talking about, how about like you. Well, in an extension to what you were saying, so you know, it's the uh, Christmas of 1998. I get the Garage Inc. compilation. You go in there. One of the bands is they cover a few times is the Misfits. You see, yeah, like you said, Cliff Burton uh, with the Crimson Ghost on his on his chest, and seeing in the credits because he gave the songwriting credits to all the original people. I was like, and I see Danzig pop up. I was like, wait, is that the mother guy? And she's putting together. Oh shit, he used to be the singer. When, when <laughs> I was this just was gonna thing. ask you, you know, which did you hear first, Danzig or Misfits? So I heard Danzig the first uh, first, 
and we can get into this on another Danzig episode, but the first song I heard is definitely what not, you know, not what most people think. It was Black Acid Devil with the song Sacrifice. Nice. So, yeah, that, that was a weird Underrated entry Underrated album, yeah. but we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, so when I figured out, it was also the same, around the same time that I figured out Henry Rollins, the guy that I grew up knowing as Rollins Band, was the singer of Black Flag. You know what I mean? It was, it was a lot, there was a lot of, whoa! You know, like, let alone when my mind would be blown further by learning that Ronnie James Dio was in Black Sabbath at some point. You know what's weird? is like, for me, that same thing is when I figured out, and I, well, not figured out, when I found out that John Lennon was part of the Beatles. Mm, okay. I didn't know that. Because I guess around your time... You know, Paul McCartney's another one. Yeah. They were all, they were all like, pretty much, with the exception, I mean, because even Ringo, I mean, he didn't have, like, super big hits, but, I mean, he had solo stuff out. George Harrison hadn't really done a lot at that time. You know, it was a little bit later in the 80s when he really kind of hit big with a... That whatever that fucking hit song I know, was. I know exactly what um, you're talking about. I remember the video. I, can't I got think my mindset on you or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by, like, when I was a kid, you know, like, all that was already kind of happening. So, like, I had no idea that these dudes were the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it was like. Yeah, for sure. So I, I see where it's like, oh, you know, Rollins had a, so, you know, had the, his solo his solo stuff that he did Danzig that you know the solo stuff that he did mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure there's plenty of other ones that I'm I'm not even fucking thinking of I mean absolutely if you uh, think now kids growing up going whoa Rob Zombie used to have a band you know what right, I mean right right see that's another one it's it, you know you have you know the guy whoever it is goes solo and they, and they actually get so much bigger as a solo artist that well I mean even if they're not bigger I, I mean there's enough time passes on if their career's long enough. You will run into people that don't, you know, they just don't realize that, you know, oh, this, you know, this person was part of this older band. Like, yeah. so, yeah, Rob, dude, great fucking example. Rob Zombie is another one for yeah. sure. Or even maybe now, you know, on a lesser extent, Devin Townsend and Strapping Young Lad or something like that. And, right, you, you right. know, Devin Townsend got his start as Steve Vai's singer. So, like, yeah. there's a whole other dimension That's, of that. Anyways. Yeah. But so then I start getting more and more. Into the lore of, okay, and I start picking up little by little Misfits, Misfits, you know, this is a hugely influential band. At that point, they were just starting to re-release a bunch of their stuff because of whatever, you know, legal agreement Danzig and Jerry only came to. Uh, the Michael Graves era was in full swing by that point. Uh, so when I finally do hear Misfits, that's the first thing I actually hear is, a, you know, around the time American Psycho was out. But also that same summer, I remember going to Ozfest and getting the uh, the ad for, "Hey, here's what's going on with Roadrunner," and it's, you know, Soulfly's first album is out uh, against by Sepultura. Slipknot's first album is about to come out. I mean, on the sheet it said that it already had by that point. Obsolete by Soul or uh, Fear Factory. You know, Typo Negative's got World Coming Down soon. And then on there, there's Misfits and Famous Monsters is about to be released. I was like, no shit, Misfits has an album coming out on um, on Roadrunner. That's an interesting fit. So then I hear that, you know, and we'll get into that more. But so that's what was happening when I was first getting into him at the time. And so when I talk to a lot of people that are older than me, they're blown away that my first exposure to Misfits is Metallica. But that's for a lot of people at this point. You know, they say the most money they ever made, I think, uh, at least until these reunion shows, was the royalties they got from Metallica from co- uh, the covers, you know, like... They owe a huge amount of gratitude to Metallica, as Metallica does to them. So it's a little interesting reciprocal relationship there. So going back to their history, have you ever heard Cough Cool? No. 
their very, very first song. I tripped out when I heard this for the first time. Let's let's start actually with Danzig as a singer. Like, it's, you know, he's called Evil Elvis for a reason. He's very, very influenced by 50s rock. Danzig, or, uh, Elvis definitely is in there, but what I, I call it, he was also very influenced by Jim Morrison. He's Jim Morrison as if he was possessed by Elvis's ghost, which is weird because Morrison died before Elvis, but... So if you've never heard Misfits before, here's what it is. Night of the Living Dead walks into a 1950s fucking sock hop, soda shop type place. Like Happy Days? Yeah, like Happy Days. (laughs) And they walk in, and Elvis is sitting there, and they punch him in the fucking face. (laughs) And they basically walk over to the side, and they fucking steal all of the Ramones equipment and start playing. That's what the Misfits are. That's an excellent description. That is pretty goddamn good. Uh, but if nobody's ever heard it, check out their first song, Cough Cool, when they were a weird Doors ripoff. Well, I've heard some of the stuff with the keyboard. Yeah. You know, when, when Glenn played the keyboards before they even had a guitar player. Yeah. It's, that, that's it. The way bands get started, like got started back then versus now, it's so fucking strange to me. Although, you know, sometimes the way it happens now is pretty strange. Where I've heard of people like, you know, Two YouTube channel guys getting together and yeah. starting a, you know, making an album. Absolutely. To me, that's strange because it was always, you you know, the, the usual way is either A, you were friends and you started a band, or B, you you played and you put out like an ad in the local, you know, musician guide or the, or you put up flyers at like the local music store or something and, and you you got people that like you didn't actually know in the first place, but there's still people from your same town. Absolutely. That, that's the two usual ways. One thing I've always thought was strange about this was, because I've known this one for a while, was, you know, it was, it was basically Glenn and Jerry forever. Like, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> not forever, but for a long time, it was, you know, revolving door and everything else, but it was those two. But also that Glenn, you know, for a long time, they, not a long time, I guess, it always seems like a long time, but... At first, they didn't have a guitar player. Mm-hmm. They had a fucking, you know, Glenn played keyboards. And, yeah, that shit sounds weird. Because I know Misfits as, like, this horror punk, which I've never called it that. I just always thought it was that. Or, you know, horror Billy, like, that sort of thing. And they've always been that to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I hear, you know, that early, you know, a couple of the early fucking... Uh, EPs and stuff like the singles that they yeah. recorded, and I'm just like, whoa, what the fuck? Right? You know, I just never, I never really listened to that cough cool one. I, there was another one I heard. I can't remember what it was. Well, there's, there's, she is on the B side of that, and they've re-recorded that. Right, a right. Couple so times. the original version of she, which, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they have some of these. You know, they re-recorded some of those old songs. I mean, they only actually recorded one full-length album, all of the other things that you hear are all these kind of like re-recordings and compilations of these kind of like one-off singles that they would do where it was like, essentially, and I mean, we can get into this in another episode, but the old school fucking, you know, what's the difference between a single, an EP, and LP, right? (laughs) Yeah. But the singles, you know, generally maximum three songs. And, you know, and, and there was all these stories in there about how they were 
and they're not the only band that did this. Um, but, you know, people would say, like, you know, hey, like, give us the rights to the band name or give us the rights to the music and we'll let you, we'll front you the money to record the fucking shit, you know? And it, and that happened all the time. Or, or bands, you know, saving up for months so they could fucking, you know, rego- go and literally record two fucking songs. You know, because it costs so much money, even back then, and... I mean, honestly, they were saving up all this money to make these shitty recordings. You know, like, it's terrible. That was probably state-of-the-art for punk in yeah, the 70s. Yeah, and some though. of these songs, like, some of these versions of these songs, um, yeah. Where Eagles Dare is one of them. Mm-hmm. You listen to it, man, there's just fucking one that's just, like, drenched in fucking reverb, dude. Like, it sounds like the band's a fucking million miles away. Yeah. You know, and that's just a shitty recording, and they, you know, they have several other recordings of that song that sound way better than that. And that's what it is. It was kind of like, you know, before they did their first full length, it was kind of like, you know, oh, well, let's go do this fucking single. And it's probably like, oh, you know, okay, like we could put it out, we could sell it at our show, but goddamn, this sounds like shit. So then when they actually get a chance, they're going to be like, oh, okay, we need to re-record this fucking song. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we have an actual fan base and we have people that like this song. We need to give them a better recording. We want a better recording. And that's how you end up with a lot of those old bands, especially in the late 70s. They have a lot of different, uh, well, bands that were starting in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. They have a lot of different versions. Now, every band has a lot of different versions of every song. Uh, case in point, you know, uh, what, you know, something something anniversary edition, something something remastered 2019. Expanded. And it has like 60 fucking songs on it and like half of it's fucking demos and fucking yeah, all those, scratch tracks yeah. and I mean, there's a reason why all that stuff's there, you know, and, and it's, it's the equivalent of like fucking, you know, I don't know, that fucking buried alive kid, Chris, whatever, you know, actually releasing all of the fucking garbage tracks from his laptop. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Now it's just so much easier to blow through that stuff where back then it cost you a lot of money to do that stuff. You know, and I just thought it was so fucking cool. Anytime I've ever read that, I've always thought it was cool. I really thought it was cool with these guys because, one, again, I didn't know they were that old. Two, the type of music they're playing. Because they're not only doing what every other band is doing, but I can't imagine how much harder it was for them because of their because of what they were doing. Yeah. This horror-infused look that they had, this horror-infused... Uh, music that they had that was not really like anything else at that time. The closest you would have had was uh, the Damned. Pretty and even much. They, They're not even know? close. No, I you could I could see you know back then I could see you know the uh, the executives looking at like the Damned and saying like oh this punk thing's fucking great we could make yeah. a lot of money off this hell yeah come up with me kid you know mm-hmm. like all that sort of thing Great-boy. right <laughs> but. I can also see those same dudes looking at something like fucking the Misfits and going, this is "You're fucking crazy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't sell this. Yeah, exactly. Go make some decent fucking music because, by all rights, dude, you listen to that old shit, man. Dude, some of that is just fucking. It's terrible. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's to me. This is one of those bands that's, you know, they have a terrible sound or they have a terrible song. They have a terrible riff and it just adds so much fucking charm to it. Absolutely. You know, like it's just one of those fucking things. I don't know if it's nostalgia or if it's just the vibe. Yeah, no, a little bit of both. And and it depends on what kind of crappy we're talking because I love the production on Static Age. I I I mean, like 
Yeah, I you thought know, I didn't on Walk Among Us, but it's not the as... The guitars yeah. don't... Like, the guitars don't... They're not all there. Yeah. You know, it's hard to tell if it's a guitar or a bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, the bass is very pronounced, which is nice, um, because Jerry does carry kind of the load. I mean... Yeah. But, you know, the drums aren't that great. Like, I mean, you know, and especially some of the, like, the crappier recordings, it's just like, Jesus, dude, like, this is fucking bullshit. But, dude, there's some of those songs, like, the riffs are so stupid, or the lyrics are just fucking retarded. Like, yeah. you know... Oh, there's a I, bunch it's, of it. It's a mixed bag, Sorry but it's a Sorry I used the bag. fucking other R word, but yeah, yeah. it is. It, it, there's just some of that stuff... Okay, I'll, I'll say it. Me and my fucking guitar player one day, we fucking... I don't remember if we ditched school or what we did, man, but we were... For some reason... I don't, I don't know what it was, but we were just going to take this whole day, and we were like, you know, we're going to lock ourselves in the room, we're going to write three songs, right? And so one of the songs we wrote was called We Like Black Sabbath. And it was essentially a misfit song. Just super simple fucking riffs, three chords and the truth. You that know, three chords and we love Black Sabbath. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> Why not? But another song that we wrote was called I Turned Into a Martini. Nice. Because... I had looked at the back of the fucking tape. Oh, and that's what and you it was. Thought it I said? turned into a Martian, and for just a split second, I thought it said I turned into a martini. Sweet. And I mean, we're just, I mean, it was just ridiculous. And it's really weird because I didn't, I haven't thought about that day in so long. And then I was listening to Misfits, and it reminded me of that day and how much fun we had. It was so fun. We're both cracking jokes. It wasn't super serious band stuff. It was just like, we're just fucking in there laughing and fucking writing these fucking songs. Like, Wow, like it really fucking took me back to that. Like, I have a question for you, because I'm not. You're a big horror fan, correct? Or uh, used to be? Well, that's okay. Here's the thing. I love the horror that I love. And when I first started getting, you know, so coincidentally, around the time I got into Misfits and all, and all that, was the first time I actually started getting into horror. You know, there was. I, that's what I wanted to know. Okay, because then it goes. Okay, oh man, I love Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. What else is there? And I start getting. I'm gonna watch all the Freddy movies. Huh. I don't think I really like these. All right, I'll try all the Jasons. Huh. I don't know that I really like these either. Uh, what else is coming out? And then, then that's the, around the time that the ring becomes a thing and everything has to have that weird, dark, tinted right. color look and then Saw becomes a thing. And I was just like, maybe it's not so much that I'm a horror guy as much as it is that I really like some things that are horror. You know? Okay, gotcha. Maybe. It's I'm like, not a horror fan at all. Okay. I do like some. I, you know, yeah, there's some stuff I, I, I like, you know. I always like I I didn't like the slasher flicks when I was younger, but given my first name, I mean I kind of had to deal with <laughs> with yeah, that yeah. a lot and for sure. And it was definitely like I didn't really mind the Friday the Thirteenth movies. I kind of like those. I did not like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Well, so I've I've come I to didn't a... like Freddy Krueger. I, I yeah. I, uh, there was something about him that was like so not scary to me. Yeah. And, you know maybe it's the. He was well, he became jokey. Cartoon, and, yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe well, so it was some of that, but... I've come to appreciate all those. Do you like the Universal stuff? I've been revisiting that like a motherfucker. I do. See, I fucking hate that I love shit how too. cheesy it is. It's I love the so fake rubber bat. Just, yeah, I love... That's I why I like it. I, I don't like... I haven't been scared since I was like 14, so it's not about that for me. I, I don't like... You know, I had my... When I was like 19 to maybe 24, just like, oh, I gotta watch the most fucked up, psychological, disturbing thing. And now I'm just like... <laughs> 
I don't want to do that shit. I like cheese. I watched a grip, and I've only just done this for the first time, and now I want to watch more, is the Hammer movies, the ones they did in the UK where it was the first, like, color horror movies, and they're ridiculous cheesy. They use all the same fucking sets. The makeup's awful because it's fun to me. You know what I mean? It's Halloween. It's year-round I mean, Halloween. Yeah, I like cheesy stuff. I just don't like... There's a point where it's too cheesy for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's fully subjective on even with my mood mm-hmm. you know but have you ever watched bad taste yes yeah dude where you could full-on see the yeah. bucket with the, oh, yeah. the fake guts I mean, coming out it's weird because like i i mean most of my friends you know i mean my best friend jeff like i mean fucking guy's a horror movie freak like always was like so i mean i ended up seeing a lot of stuff because of him but like all my you know uh my the two dudes i was i you know started playing you know, in a band with when I first started, you know, Jeremiah and Waylon, like they both liked a lot of horror movies. They, you know, and Waylon worked at a, he worked at a convenience store. If I remember right, he worked at a convenience store that had movies there to rent. Oh, you know, so like after his shift, he'd grab a couple movies, you know, and like we'd, we'd watch them and, and, um, I just never really got into it. It's Mm -hmm. not like I was scared or like I hide my, you know, cover my eyes or anything like that. I just never really liked it very much. I mean, not until a little bit later, and I kind of let up on that sort of thing a little bit. But, but the thing is, like, yeah, I don't like the universal stuff. I don't like rockabilly anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I barely like punk. I don't even know how I like this band. Well, so on a on another token, dude, if you talk to Doyle, the only punk he likes is Misfits. Like, like he says, like otherwise he's a metal dude through and through. That's just like the only reason he's playing Misfit stuff is a because his fucking older brothers in the band. But B, because of that, he grew up liking Misfits. It's not so much that he likes punk, it's like that he likes Misfits. That's so weird. I tell my buddy Dave, whose favorite fucking guy is Rob Zombie, who is also influenced by the Misfits, on paper, okay, he loves Buddy Holly, and he loves Elvis, and he loves horror movies, and he loves rock-based music. On paper, that should be his favorite fucking band, you know (laughs) what I mean? pretty much. Somehow, I think dudes like Rob Zombie... Make it a little more palatable to a wider audience. It's on the radio. You know what I mean? Misfits. And, and again, I think a lot of it does come down to the... Um, well, I barely consider Misfits punk. Yeah. It uh, doesn't sound like the usual punk music. No, no, no. Because well, they have some of that rockabilly fucking yes. riff in there. And yeah. I'm like, that's... You know, they either have that or they have shit like Death Comes Ripping, Ripping or Devil Lock and stuff like that. Earth AD where Earth it's AD, got... Dude. they kind of Or Green Hell where they have these more like... You can see the beginnings of thrash music. Yes, absolutely. You know, and and it's just kind of like, well, wait a minute. Like, you listen to those songs versus Bullet or fucking Hollywood Babylon or fucking She even, or you know, and you're just kind of like left sitting there going, wait a minute, this is like the same band. Yeah, it's a cool and transition. It's two completely different fucking styles of things. Yeah. Well, you got I, four you phases, know. really. I mean, in that one, that first single is the only one where it's the, the very door-centric thing. Then they're the very, very, very doo-wop, 50s, you know, influenced punk thing. And that carries all the way till Earth AD when they go hardcore, which I didn't even fucking realize the drummer is the old drummer of uh, Black Flag. So that yeah. makes a lot. And it was produced by the guy that produced all the Black well, Flag stuff. Okay. I guess if you consider the Ramones punk... Then yeah, I can hear it in this in their stuff. Yeah, because especially that fifties, like we were just saying, I don't know if it'll be on the fucking front of this, but like the Ramones are basically like, you know, the Beach Boys. If you took them off the beach and threw them on the fuck in an alley, they have songs about going to the beach too. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> but the vocal harmonies and all that stuff is very similar. 
um, all the music, it's, it's all very similar. Hold on a sec. The same thing, and like a lot of that early's misfit, early's, early's, early's. a lot of the early misfit stuff is like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's got those same kind of like doo-wop fucking harmony type shit. It's just got this weird kind of like thing to it. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't know, like, it's, uh, I guess if it worked for the Ramones, because they kind of put like the more of this like New York fucking you know, back alley type of spin on what the Beach Boys were doing. And I don't know if that's what they were intending to do, but that's what it sounded like. Yeah. And then the Misfits kind of was like that same thing, but they kind of put this little, like, horror twist on it. So it's like, we're going to sing the same shit. We're going to sing our shit the same way they sing their shit. The music's going to be similar. But, but the song's gonna be called Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, it's it's Hall- it's the Halloween you know, remote. Yeah, it's, it's, straight up. it's really it's it's strange. So then and then yeah, they have that harder stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh it's very strange when you listen to it all like in like on shuffle on a playlist. Oh, for sure. But uh, then you, you get know, to because you're the... like, wow, this is the same band. Yeah. Well, and then you get to the fourth era, which is kind of I don't even know if maybe there's more to it. But ever since then, they've had a very metallic sound because I mean, I'm sure being, you know, so lauded in the metal scene forced him to go this way. Not forced him, but made him well, go this I mean, way, if too. Also, but. if what's-his-name isn't much of a punk guy. Oh, I mean, Doyle, yeah. But but also, you know? have you heard Christ the Conqueror? No. It was what Doyle and Jerry did between um, Misfits breaking up and getting back together. It's a Christian metal band, and just like Misfits was, like, Halloween-themed, they were, like, Conan the Barbarian-themed. So instead of Conan the Barbarian... It's uh, Christ the Conqueror, and it's spelled K-R-Y-S-T. And it's got Jeff Scott Soto on vocals to let you know what kind of metal we're talking about. It's super, you know. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, who the hell's that? He was the dude that came before Jer- uh, Arnell and Journey. Oh, he, but oh yeah. He, but he also right. sang on uh, Ingve's records, the first couple. He like If yeah, you look at his right. credits, you're like, oh, he's done a that's bunch of stuff. That's why it sounds familiar. Yeah, he's, he's, he's one of those guys. He's, he's 80s. <laughs> metal guy um and so they only put out one ep in 12 years 12 years yeah 12 years uh and so when they came back they came back way way more metallic and uh vocals aside supposedly if you go see them now that's what it's like is you get basically thrash metal covers of the misfits by you know the guys that were in the band already but with glenn on vocals which i would still like to see even if that's pretty interesting because, like, I remember way back in the day too. Like, I remember seeing a thing in a magazine, and they had asked James Hetfield, like, "Well, I guess James Hetfield had said, you know, I never wanted to be the singer." Yeah. And they asked him who he wanted to be if, if he could pick anybody to be vocals in Metallica. And his, his answer was Glenn Danzig. No kidding. I've oh okay. Hasn't he joined them for like Misfits covers, or like Doyle joined them for Misfits covers, or something, or like? I'm sure by now. Yeah. So there's all that Lemmy coming up on stage and playing Motorhead songs with him and whatnot. I'm sure it's not the furthest thing in the yeah, world. I'm sure that's happened by now. Because, I mean, there's probably not a band that's done more for, in fact, other bands, notably two, two big ones, The Misfits and Faith No More. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Metallica's done a lot for those bands literally just by wearing their shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you know, on, in the on, same photo. On album covers. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's not like it was just in a fucking magazine. If you look at the back of, and I don't remember what fucking album it was, I almost want to say Injustice for All, I think it's James was wearing a Faith No More shirt, you know, just the old school black and white yeah. shirt. Yeah. It's for and, sure uh, all of that. That in- sort of thing back then, 
you know, especially with Metallica, who was underground, the biggest underground band at the time. Yeah. You know, and known to do like all these different covers because they had, you know, garage days. Well, that's the other thing. They didn't fucking just wear the shirts for Misfits. You know, they covered, they covered, you know, a a little medley of Last Caress and Green Hell. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I think eventually they did, did like "Die, Die, Die, My Darling" or something. Yeah, like that, that was for the the uh, for the, the first disc. Right? Yeah. It was for the first disc of Garage Inc. Because like all the second disc was like, okay, here's all the the B side covers that are on you know singles from like Europe or whatever. So they're all in one place, and you don't have to shell out thousands of dollars to try to find all this. Oh yeah, I mean there was like a lot of bands like the Budgie and Killing yep. Joke and all that stuff that they covered that like not a lot of people knew who they were. So yep. then once Metallica fucking did it, they opened up a lot of people's eyes to that sort of thing. Oh, absolutely. And, and Misfits, I'm is, as hell. Misfits is one of them. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, I could definitely see where they have like some type of a, and now they're the hugest thing ever. I mean, I'm sure they have. You know, a, a, some type of a friendly, if if anything, you know, relationship with some of these bands that they've done. Most definitely. These covers of, you know. Yeah, it's just funny thinking about what's inside that booklet. I realized the first time I ever even discovered Machine Head without having heard him first was Newstead wearing the the shirt for More Things Change in the studio. In oh, the right. Huh? Yeah, you know, like stuff like that. But yeah, Killing Joke, that's how I first got into Killing Joke. Uh I'd already heard Motorhead by that time, but I hadn't really like been like, oh, I should check this out because you know they have that four songs at the end, like, yeah, dude, that that blew open so many doors. Diamond Head's resurgence in their career is entirely owed by that cover of It's Electric, and I think that cover's infinitely better than the actual song. But like, how have you ever earned earned owned a? <laughs> I'm tired. Have you ever owned a Crimson Skull shirt or a Misfits? Yes. Okay. I never have. I just realized that. But, like, the, you know. That's you, what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand what my attraction was. Like, how yeah. that happened. Yeah, it's just. I don't listen to anything like yeah. this. Like, that, that's the thing. It's so weird. But, yeah, I own the exceptional shirt. band for so many people. is like, oh, man, I don't like punk, but I love Misfits. Think about how many how many different, you know, subgenres or cross, you know, cultures, whatever you want to call it. Like how many different types of people this this particular band reached? You know what I mean. Supposedly, if you go to one of these reunion shows, there's just so many different kinds of people there. Some in costumes, some not. You know, you got the punks obviously, but you also got a contingent of metal dudes and hardcore dudes. The rockabilly, psychobilly people that just know the the logo, whatever, or people that just want to think it's cool to be there. You know, like it's a thing. The reach of this band is something that not a lot of other bands can do in a, in a big way. Yeah, it's very strange. I've always thought that's one thing I always thought was pretty weird was how many people really love this fucking band. I've always kind of figured it was a little bit of the Halloween thing, you know, Most a little definitely. bit of the horror stuff. Yeah. But, but even then, I mean, they're, they're just, there's a lot of people for being this kind of like weird little small punk band, yeah. you know, from back in the day. Yeah. They've, really got a lot of fucking hardcore fans that really love not just the music the whole vibe of everything they do mm-hmm. you know like from the merch to the fucking the look everything you know and i mean they were big on like the fan like the the fiend yeah the you know, fiend the, club the fiend club you yeah. know i mean i remember james hetfield wearing those shirts too you know like the you know misfits fiend club and stuff and you know, and it had a like, you know catchy little name. Back in the day, when every you know, every, you know nowadays, it's just like you just like their shit on Instagram or whatever. But back in the day, having actual fan. Did you ever was fan clubs a thing when you were growing up? 
Yeah, but it was like towards the end. I remember. Did you, you know, ever do any of it? I like the Ninja Turtle one when I was a kid, but like nice. I never, I never did the uh, Metallica <laughs> one because they wanted a pretty hefty fee for it. I don't. I never did it. Like I, yeah. I never. I always wanted to, but like you know, I never had money for it or whatever. Yeah, exactly. and, and when I did have money, I mean, I, it was getting spent on other things. But I always wondered what the big deal was. I mean, but and then I'd see people at like, concerts that have like. Mm-hmm. You know, patches or something yeah. like that. You just can't get in a magazine or something. I always kind of figured like, okay, that's probably they got that with the fan club thing or whatever. Well, you know what I just realized in lieu of that's fan clubs now is probably is the uh, the VIP things for the concerts and whatnot, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, I just realized. Oh, that's they just call it something else now, and that's fine. I I think I've done some of those. I don't know, but you know. They they knew how to market. They're they're straight up. I, I thought about this the other day. They're the punk kiss. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty straight much. up in in so many different ways. Dude, Misfits is just <laughs> just yeah. it's just kiss for punk. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna make a crack about, and they also have very disgruntled uh, front men as well, or whatever, right? That's know, true, Gene man. Simmons isn't really the front man though, is he? I don't know. Technically, no, but I mean, all of them saying. Yeah, they all they yeah. all have big egos <laughs> between. They all saying, you know, and and they're all I think they all had. Some soul. I mean, Jeans didn't do a whole lot of soul stuff. Ace Frehley did, you know, quite a bit of solo. Yeah. Have stuff. you ever heard Gene Simmons' cover of Firestarter by Prodigy? No, and I don't. <laughs> that's something I just do not need it's, to hear. It's literally the same music, but instead of doing the "I'm the Firestarter," it's it's he's just talking the words. It's "I'm a Firestarter" or whatever. It's like it's 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 for the pure comedic value of it, dude. It's it's pretty it's pretty funny. Anyways, so uh, you say you're one of the dudes that stops right at uh, after Danzig, right? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't even. I listened to some of the newer stuff this time, and I just could not. I was like, no, it does. Yeah. It has zero interest for me. Well, so so you know, there's a, it's probably dudes around my age too, but like like you know, because Michael Graves was the guy when we were getting into him around the time. I have a I have a soft spot for that stuff. But I did go back and listen to it, and I was like, oh, this isn't as good as I remember. It's not bad, and there's some fun stuff in there. Apparently, some people's favorite album is Famous Monsters, which blows my mind. Uh, wow. Which is weird, because I thought, if anything, it would have been American Psycho between the two. But now, having listened to both back-to-back, I can see why. I, my, I have a friend who only likes M- Michael Graves' Misfits. He doesn't like the Danzig stuff at all. Uh, but once you get huh. past that... How about the stuff with uh, where it's Jerry only singing for like fifteen years or whatever? You know, have you have you listened to Project Nineteen Fifty? No, I mean, well, a little bit of it, but I and not much, dude. I just yeah. there's so much of that stuff. I'm just like I have no. In, I, it's so weird. Like I said, it just trips me out that I just have no interest in so much of that stuff. Like it's interesting about that there's, lineup. There's so this is just for this band. It's just such a specific spot in time for me yeah but i think that's a lot of people but that it's weird though because that that specific part in life is like i guess not i wouldn't say important it's sneaky like just how much you realize later on yeah like like, how much i liked you know what i mean like dude i threw on fucking i think the first thing i threw on was fucking bullet okay you know and i was like god like i fucking love this song like and not just because you know, it reminds me of when I was younger, man, like with the hair metal stuff. Like, I fucking just love that song. Like, still a catchy ass and song. And I, I hadn't heard it in so long. 
Not true. I mean, I, I've heard it in the gym a few times, you know, and like, it's just, I don't actively listen to Misfits and, and, and every time I've ever heard that fucking song, like, it's just, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm all in, like, just boom, you know, but, but I just never really realized how much I've really love some of these fucking songs you know? absolutely yeah i mean bullet in particular think about how atypical that was for the rest of their catalog you know it's not particularly halloweeny it's about fucking jfk getting killed man <laughs> yeah and one of the best re- you know tags ever so much that a band named themselves after this was texas is the reason the president's dead yeah Hard, dude. Dude. <laughs> yeah granted when you hear the band texas is the reason you're like oh these are the guys that got that name, huh? Okay. Well, I thought it was kind of funny, too, the whole, like, you got to suck and fuck and, you know, <laughs> yeah, masturbate me and all this yeah. shit. Like, it's just what does so... What have to do with anything? Yeah, it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense with yeah. this song. There's but, a lot of weird songs about JFK and Jackie O, and that's that's definitely uh, one of them. But that's just one of those parts of that, those things I think, like, that, some of that ridiculousness versus... I don't know, something like Mortician, which is equally ridiculous. Yeah. I just don't like that that much. Mm-hmm. It's it's an acquired taste, to be sure. You know, just just for some reason, I allow it with this band. Mm-hmm. And I'm a lot harder to... Not harder to please. I'm just a lot harder on, on a lot of other bands when it comes to, like, ridiculous shit. And for some reason, again, I don't know what it is, dude. It really is It's not like I listened to this band for years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, it was kind of a short amount of time that we were really into them. Let's not do that again. But, I mean, yeah, it's... For some reason, man, there's something with this band. Now, granted, I think some of it might be that... I really do like, and you know what? I'm just, I know how it's pronounced. I'm going to fucking say it this way every fucking time just because I fucking think it sounds better. But fucking, I love fucking Samhain. I love fucking Danzig stuff. Not a lot of the new stuff, but like the first like four or five Danzig albums. Mm -hmm. Like they're great. Like I fucking love those. Absolutely. And I don't know if I love those because I love these Misfits songs or or if it's all kind of like all together. Yeah, I can you know, maybe see I'm not that. a Misfits fan. Maybe I'm just a Danzig, Danzig a closet yeah. Danzig fan, I guess. But I don't like everything he's done. Like you know, and 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 I don't like everything the Misfits have done. Hmm. You know, so uh, yeah, this was kind of interesting. You know, and I was kind of like, you know, when you first said like, you know, you down for a Misfits episode, I was like, <sighs> and I was like, yeah, sure. But I figured this you know, would but be... Like, as soon as I started listening to it, man, yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, dude, great idea! You well, know, yeah, great I think, idea! You know, we talk about expanding the horizons a lot with the, uh, you know, we did Journey, and I was like, what are, what's a good way to get into punk? Because I'm the same way, dude. I, I love the punk that I love, but I'm not, like, a huge punk guy, you know what I mean? But I love Misfits, you know what I mean? It's it's a, it's a it's more of a band than, than the style or so, you know? Yeah, it's Cause, kind of... Because, like, there's some bands that took this horror punk thing that they did and kind of ran with it and made it their own and then there's just some that just straight ripped them off you know what i mean there's a lot of misfits straight up clones dude i mean if you listen to a band like afi they started out a straight up like you know modern misfits for that time and then they very much became their own thing but you know there is a side project that davy havoc had with the other members of uh, sam hain son of sam to the point where Danzig approved of it so much that he played a guitar part on that album, and that first album's fucking sick. Check out Son of Sam if you haven't already. 
uh, the first album. I don't know about anything after that. But then you had a band like My Chemical Romance who just came back and they took that horror punk influence and put a whole new spin on it, you know? And then you got, I'm not a fan of these guys, but Aiden, back when, when like MySpace emo was the whole thing, they were like the MySpace emo misfits kind of. And then obviously, you know, we talked about uh, Metallica and other bands that ran with that influence and just did something completely different, you know? Uh, you know, something else. How, are there any Misfits covers that stick out to you that you like? What covers they do? Uh, covers of, well, that too, but also uh, songs by other bands that are, that are Misfits covers. So like, there's a few good ones. I mean, obviously, like that last caress, Green Hill. Yeah, I'd you know I'd I'd heard Green Hill. I can't remember if I heard that first though, but I had never heard the original of Last Caress like mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah, yeah, me neither. It was a long time before I'd heard the original of Last Caress. So I'd only ever heard Metallica's version, and right. it's like that little shortened version or whatever. But yeah, um, let's see. I think it's faster too. I heard somebody do London Dungeon. Was it Throwdown? No, because I, I like so. I literally like Throwdown London was, Dungeon. I, God, I almost want to say for some reason I'm thinking Prong, but I'm also thinking of Prong doing a door song. Yeah, Strange Le- Days. London um, Dungeon did uh, was covered by Prong. I listened was to it, it last yeah, night. Yeah, and I, I, I thought someone. Yeah, that um, I like that one. I don't know of a whole lot of fucking Misfits covers that you know a lot of bands have done. Yeah, I uh, I'm not saying it's great, but I do enjoy the uh, the hybrid moments by Integrity. Back when Integrity completely lost their mind. When I say there, it's Dwid, so his mind. I just listened to some of this stuff last night. There was a whole compilation, dude. Earth AD by Earth Crisis. No way, like, really. How the hell does that work? And it's. <laughs> That's interesting. Cool. I might have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Astro Zombies by Pennywise sounds pretty much how you think it would. Snapcase doing She is kind of weird, but it's interesting. AFI did a grip of them when they were basically Misfits Jr. They did Halloween for the All Hallows EP. I really like that one. What else did they do? They did Demonomania on the uh, AFI oh, EP. Oh, hey. Uh, w- Winds of Plague did Halloween, I think. Really? Is it them or fucking All Shall Perish? I don't know. I could see. Actually, I think it was Winds of Plague did Halloween. I was going to say, I could see them doing it more than All Shall Perish, but who knows? But, like, there's, you know, it's just like, it's interesting to hear these bands have their takes on these classic songs. And it's, it's interesting because some of them can stick really close to the original source material or they can put a whole new spin on it, dude. <laughs> Earth Crisis, you know. Whew. Now you got me curious. Let me look this up here. Yep. It was? Okay. Winds of Plague did a cover of Halloween. That's I remember because it was like this big bonus track on their second album, and when I downloaded the album, I couldn't get... Whoever I downloaded it from didn't have the version with the extra song on it or whatever hmm. with Halloween on there. So I had to wait until it was available on like YouTube or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, just there, there's probably so many more that I'm not thinking of right now. Hit us up with some ones that we're not thinking of because I know there's some good ones. I saw Dead Guy Do Horror Business. That's I love Dead Guy, but I wasn't that big on that cover. Uh, I did listen to Dead Guy Do Police Story by Black Flag. I really like that. There's a bunch of bands that did that, too. There's nothing better that can top Black Flag's original version of Police Story than Ice-T singing it, dude. That's just <laughs> well, yeah. perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but no, just thinking about you know the, the reach and the influence on, on all these different styles that this one band had. And all the different crowds that it appeals to to this day. I hope I get a chance to see this incarnation while they're still around. 
I had plenty of years to see Jerry only do it. All that I was just like, what am I? I wouldn't want to go just see that. But you know what I mean? Like, oh, I will say shout out to the idea of when it was Jerry only fronting for years. It was um, it was Jerry only on bass and vocals. It was Des Cadena who used to be in Black Flag on guitar, and then going back to their own, Marky Ramone on drums. So it's like a punk and hardcore all-star lineup right Yeah, there. they had Ramone, like that guy from Ramones. They had, mm-hmm. I think, two different Black Flag, ex-Black Flag yeah. guys. Yeah, Robo from Black Flag, the drummer, was on and off for years and years and years. They had, The only reason they had to let him go is because he had a weird passport, and it was making it so they couldn't tour. But otherwise... I don't even remember who came after him. Oh, but but that, how, how are you going to beat Dave Lombardo on drums, dude? You know what I mean? Like, that, that's it. Competition's over, and you see, know? That, thing, that seems kind of weird to me that it's like, okay. I mean, that, to me, that seems like it would be a bit distracting. I'm not <laughs> saying Dave Lombardo can't play Misfit stuff. I mean, to me, it would just be like... Whoa, that's Dave Lombardo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, you know, wow. I yeah, It's not, I went and saw Misfits. It's I went and saw Misfits with Dave Lombardo. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on. But yeah, dude, I want to see that. I also want to see him with Suicidal, man. That that seems like a better fit. Um, Definitely. Did you get to see Dead Cross yet? They're on break now because the no. singers or the guitar players having some... You uh, know, I don't really like it much. I think I like the idea of it more than yeah. the actual execution yeah. of it. Exactly. <laughs> it's a really fun live show, though, dude, seeing Mike Patton do stuff like that. And again, Dave Lombardo, I saw their first show at the Casbah, and I stood right in the very front against the stage. And I could feel the force from his kicks, like, hitting me in the face. It was gnarly. <laughs> he is the legit, the real deal, dude. Lombardo is awesome. So, hope I get an opportunity at some point. Anything else you want to touch on? Because I got one thing that I thought was pretty gnarly. It was going back. We talk about all these re-records and stuff they did and, like, all these problems they had. The story with Static Age, you know, what was supposed to be their first album was they just couldn't find anybody to... Well, first of all, they got the money because uh, Danzig had rights to something that Mercury Give us Records... the money, Lebowski. Uh, ...had the rights to uh, some name that they wanted, and they uh, and they said, hey, if you, if you give us the rights to this name, we'll set you up with some money for you to record. So they recorded their first album, what was supposed to be their first album, Static Age, and they just couldn't find anybody to put it out. So that's what they did was they took those singles and whatnot and put the songs, you know, throughout the throughout the entirety of their career that way until they finally released the whole thing. But when Misfits do break up in 83, he decides he wants to put all that stuff out. And so how he screwed them out of the royalties was he took those songs and he overdubbed all the original parts except his voice with his own uh, guitars and um wow and bass and stuff like like that's some straight cold businessman dancing shit so that's why you have have those songs on on legacy of brutality specifically but also on the collections and whatnot why you have so many different versions of what's basically the same song you listen to the other version of uh any of those off static age hybrid moments you know attitude any of that and it's got this weird super drenched in reverb guitar thing going on and it just sounds so different but you can tell it's the same vocal take is he overdubbed all that shit so he could screw them out of royalties man that's gnarly that's that's some cutthroat dancing shit right there <laughs> but like again how many versions like how many versions of there of, of the halloween single and on the single you got halloween one and you got halloween two and it's halloween two is like kind of this slower uh dirgier version bless you not not dirgy i guess it'd be a lot slower but it's like kind of creepier you know it's almost kind of a preview of what he did in sam hain 
Well, and it's weird, too, because, like, a lot of people are like, you know, oh, well, that's an asshole move. It's like, well, not really if you fucking hate the guy. Yeah, for sure. If you're that mad, you know, and you think, you know, you're in the right, you've probably done a lot of shit that someone else is fucking, you know, from a different perspective. You know, someone else look on the outside looking in, you feel you're justified, but someone else is like, you know, that person's an asshole. Like, mm-hmm. so... Eh, you know, whatever. Water on the bridge now, so... Yeah, for sure. Again, hopefully they... they I mean, be, by all rights, I mean, really, what it did was it kind of actually helped both of them out because Danzig got a lot bigger than Misfits were ever going to be, for one. Yeah. And then, oddly enough, the Misfits, when they did come back, they were bigger than they were ever going to be if they would have just stayed with fucking Danzig because they were gone for a long time and they came back. Mm-hmm. Then... You have the reunion of fucking Glenn and fucking Jerry, which is even bigger fucking money. Yep. It all works out. Playing fucking giant sold-out arenas and shit. One of these days. Good on them. They've had a very interesting and lucrative career over the last 42 years. Before we move on, I, I got one hypothetical on you because Josta talks about this a lot on, um, on his show. Is, you know, a lot of people complaining about the production and whatnot. Forget even talking about new albums of material what would you think if they went back and and re-recorded a lot of those old songs for for a newer audience and so that people would stop bitching about about the old production and old performances and whatnot uh my only issue with it is like there's a lot of these older bands like some of these classic rocks things that fucking they go back and re-record it they don't ever just re-record it they always change something because they've played the song so many times. They probably tried a couple things live and it worked awesome live. But I just want to hear the fucking same goddamn song I've been listening to for the last fucking 20 years. Yeah, you know, you know like somebody put it into perspective that I've never thought about until now is like people. You, you, I'll give you one example, dude. Nothing by Mashuga. There's that whole story. They, they, they didn't have the eight strings ready in time. So it's all down tuned seven strings. <clears throat> but yeah, and they couldn't get it mixed the way they wanted to in time because they were trying to make it in time for Ozfest and all that. Uh, and that's the way we had it for five or six years, right? And then, then finally it's like, okay, here it is now, and it's all mixed differently, and it's got actual eight strings, and they put that weird robot effect on Jens's voice, and they do... Um, it was either they had... It was programmed drums this time because that was the, one of the first albums to like really have modern programmed drums Change that way. Change the guitar sound. yeah. They, they even extended some of the songs or slowed them down and stuff. And it's like, okay, that's cool. It's the way you wanted it, but, like, we've had these the way we've had them for years now. You know what I mean? Like, we prefer the old versions at this point. You know what I mean? That's just what well, we Well, I'll say up this, with. though. The older versions don't go away. It's fine. You could do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Just don't take the old versions away because yeah. that's kind of what Ozzy did. Yes. If yes, he would have yes, just yes. left the old versions alone so that you could still fucking buy the old versions, I don't think anybody would have gave a shit. Mm-hmm. They'd have been like, cool, whatever, man. Like, you could fucking re-record that shit all fucking day. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. The problem was, was he took away the old ones. Right. It's just like when people say, like, you know, like, oh, man, like, you know, do you want a, a version of Metallica and just for all where you can hear the bass? And, again, I still say you, the bass is there. Yeah. You're just not going to be able to hear it because the way the fuck... You'd have to re-EQ everything. Yeah. Especially the guitars. But do you want to hear it with, you know, a, a new version with you hear the bass? And there's all these people like, no, we got the fucking perfect version right now. It's the best fucking Metallica album. And I was like, okay, here, hold on. Just put out the new version with the bass. All you people that don't want to hear it, 
just keep listening to the regular one. Yeah. You know, like it's not that hard to do. So where I say like, you know, yeah, it's not going to sound the same, you know, at the same time, it's like, oh, you know, yeah, go ahead and re-record it, man. If I fucking like it, I'll keep listening to it. If I don't, I'll just keep listening to the old stuff. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it would ever actually happen, but just there's a lot of people speculating on that and just like, if it happens, cool. If not, I like the old versions. It's all good, man. On that note, how about we get into that list? I shall start it off this time. Okay. So, just overall, I want to shout out Graves, just because that's, that's when I got in. And again, I listened to it, and it wasn't as great as I remember it being. But, you know, he played here the other night, and supposedly he was really cool. And it, I would assume it's just all the stuff that he played. Why not? Scream is a fun-ass video directed by George Romero, the godfather of zombies himself. Like, like, it's just a fun little era. It's crazy to think it was only five years. It's one year less than Danzig's uh, original run, you know? How about you? Honorable mention? Uh, honorable mention, Attitude. Yeah, dude. Pretty good jam. Kind of different for what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really about horror or anything. It's just, you know, <laughs> you got a fucking attitude. You got an attitude. <laughs> Did you ever listen um, to the Guns N' Roses version? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the first one I ever heard. Oh, ah, okay, cool, yeah, cool, cool. because that was just one that was... It wasn't on that compilation, you know, and it was just like, uh, it's the first one, the first time I ever heard that song was Guns N' Roses. But I mean, in the inlay card on the Spaghetti Incident, you know, I mean, I definitely saw that it was a Misfit song. Right on. Um, and then another one I'm going to throw down is Last Caress. Yeah. I, I. It's yeah. such a weird song because it sounds like. It's so jolly. It but sounds like a loungy type, yeah. you know. Okay. Come, sweet death, one last caress. Yeah. Like, it's all like. Yeah, yeah, it's bouncy. It's got you know, that swing. It's, but it's, you know, I got it's something saying, to say. I killed your baby Yeah, it's saying like, horrible, horrible things. Yeah. I just, so, yeah. Let's imagine, it's like, it's a, it's a crazy serial killer, like, because he's joyful about it, and he's just like, hey, yeah, you're dead, kind so of thing, funny. you know what I mean? Yeah. That was it, charm, I mean, it's almost show. like a Tenacious D type song. Yeah. That's kind of what it reminds me of, like one of those, like, comedy band type yeah. things. Only so. Danzig could make something so atrocious sound so jo- <laughs> joyous, you know what I mean? What's another honorable mention for you? So I'm not huge on the Among uh, Walk Among Us album, but I love Brain Eaters, man. It's fucking short. The video's fun. It's really gross. Something else I noticed only when unto, uh, doing research last night was that uh, I talk about I don't really like the drums on Walk Among Us, but I really but they don't bother me on Brain Eaters. Danzig did the drums on that song. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't know he could drum, and then I look. Yeah, he does a lot of drums on a lot of shit. So interesting. Yeah, man. I didn't know that he drummed at all. Yeah, huh. nor I. We got another one. She. Yeah, one of the first, the second of the first. You know, and I, I always thought kind of yeah. like Danzig's. You know, she rides was kind of like the the spiritual. Yeah, successor. the successor yeah. to that. You know, part For two. Sure, yeah. You know, the sequel, that sort of thing. But <clears throat> no, that's a fucking pretty up tempo fucking <clears throat> you know jam. Um, he does display a little bit of his Danzigness, you know, when he hits the higher register and stuff. I mean, it's if if you're looking for, and there's several of them, but I mean, if you're looking for, you know, definitely one Misfit song that sounds like a Danzig song, especially like Danzig first two albums. Yeah. You know, she is a good place to start. Yeah, I just realized he doesn't go super ah on on Misfits like he does in the rest of Danzig, does he? In in at least on those albums and whatnot. That's interesting. I mentioned it earlier, London Dungeon, dude. 
It's a song about how they got in trouble fighting skinheads in the UK and they got locked up in, in a British prison. So they wrote a fucking song about <laughs> oh, it, dude. It's like, <laughs> yeah, so weird. It's it's London Dungeon in the most sincere way. Um, as we mentioned, Prong covered him. That's fun. I really like the throwdown, throwdown version. Apparently Throwdowns did not like it, and they thought it was just an original song, and they didn't like the direction they were going. To which Mr. Dave Peters was all, if you don't like it, take it up with Glenn Danzig. That's just a fun little fucking song. The The melody kind of reminds me of like the uh, the Munsters theme song, kind of. Like, you know, there's a little bit of that spooky tone to it. It's weird. I don't remember the Munsters song. I remember the Adams Family, obviously. Everybody remembers that one. But I don't really remember the Munsters one very much. I'll have to, I'll have to listen to it Yeah, I think point. it's more so the, the underlying thing because the Munsters theme song has that... It's, you know, it's the... It's the the spooky surf rock kind of thing that was going on. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah, wow. yeah. But it's like that that thing underneath is very reminiscent of London Dungeon. Uh, you got one or two more? I got two more. One is just a pretty much straight up. I mean, it's pretty much a thrash song, early thrash song. You know, dirty thrash song. You know, death comes ripping. It's a good one. I always love that one. And then Astro Zombies, which is like basically like you could put this. So have you ever seen that show Riverdale? No, but I'm aware of it. So it's kind of like a dark Archie. Yeah. You know, first season's amazing. It was only 13 episodes, so there's no fat in it. You know, second second season, eh, you know, they went to 23 episodes, so there's like, you know. You got to stretch it out somehow yeah, for better or worse. Yeah, you know, they have the fucking, you know, the musical episode. But dude, because it's kind of like Twin Peaks meets fucking Archie, right? It's kind of like this dark undertone, but it's still like a teen show, whatever. Yeah. I really feel like they could have done a fucking Halloween episode for that show, and they could easily have Astro Zombies <laughs> you know, playing, sure. playing in the fucking, you know, the milkshake fucking diner place, you know, and it would work so perfect. Mm-hmm. That's, you that's know, for perfect. like a, a little Halloween episode, because it literally is just that. Yeah. I just can't dig it, dude. You know, the chicks on fucking... Roller skates, you know, skating your fucking food <laughs> yeah. out to you and hooking it to the fucking window. Yeah, yeah. You know, but they're zombies. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, that that's what that shit is. It's Happy Days meets Night of the Living yeah. Dead. Like, you know, so. It's in it in a nutshell. I love it. I dude. always love that one. Yeah. You know, and that's it for honorable mentions for me because cool. I don't want to just name off like every Misfits song that yeah, I yeah, like. For sure. I, I do like it, a lot of them. I, yeah. you know, and granted, there's a lot of them I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. But, mm-hmm. but I do. Like a lot of their songs. I love a lot of their songs. Same. You know, I, I think I figured out there's like a sweet spot last night because I, I noticed, especially on Walk, Walk Among Us, it's when they get a little too 50s. You know what I mean? That that's kind of when <laughs> yeah. I start going, oh, that's well, where, okay. So that's a weird thing. Like I said, I mean, I, I don't like anything like that, but for some reason when they do it, there's something, I don't, it's not ironic though. I don't, I, I don't like it ironically. Yeah. But I, I don't like it sarcastic. I don't think it's. I don't, this is the thing. Like, I mean, I can listen to Tenacious D. I can't take it serious. I don't take it serious. And I don't listen to it all the time because of that. Like, this, I will listen to it. And I'll laugh or, you know, I'll just have a smile on my face or something. Yeah, it's just fun. It's pure yeah. fun. There's no. And there's not a lot of that for me, I guess. I don't have a lot of that in music. Yeah. I, no, I, yeah. And I think maybe that's why I love this stuff so much. Because for some reason, it works. It's pure I'm escapism. also going to say, nothing on my list is anything without Glenn Danzig. Fair enough. So, I mean, it, you know, I mean, I didn't really fucking make any allusions to that, but mm-hmm. 
prior, but yeah, yeah there's nothing on my list without Glenn Danzig yeah. on there. I thought there would be something more with Graves on here just because, again, I grew up with that era. But now going back, I'm just like, nope, I'll just shout out the era, not, not a song or anything. Uh, the only other thing I got honorable mentions-wise is where Eagles Dare, dude. I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch. Like, it's just fun. It's like, it's like I don't even know what the goddamn song's about. It's just him proclaiming he's not a fucking <laughs> a goddamn son of a bitch, apparently. Which, there's plenty of reports that, that say that actually is the case. But, you know, I'm sure that's how he sees it in his mind. We'll get um, into that in a Danzig episode. Yeah. <laughs> I guess one more thing I think I should bring up is that Danzig is, you know, and there's a lot of disputes, but, like, if you look at a lot of the actual publishing stuff, he is the sole credited writer on everything he did with the Misfits and Sam Hain and Danzig. Um, so there's got to be something to that, too, right? Like, dude clearly knew what he was doing. It's time for the actual top five. So, time for the list. Start it off real quick. My number five, I talked about how Walk Among Us is arguably, like, as far as the Danzig stuff goes, probably the most, like, doo-woppy 50 stuff. So it's interesting that they take a really hard turn on Earth AD, dude. And I'm sure, like, in the at the time, 1983 or whatever that would have been, this must have been some of the hardest shit out there, dude. First track, the title track, Earth AD, dude. F- coming in, ripping like like pissed misfits you know what i mean it's a whole different thing but it's still got that just enough melody. it is man like there there's stuff on there when you think of what 1983 was i mean you know you had like kill them all you know but that was from a legitimate like fuck you know like metal band yeah you know what i mean where this is from something else and it's actually i mean there's some pretty fucking heavy shit for like 1983 yeah. and and having it be misfits, like yeah, you're like, wow, exactly, this is like yeah. fucking pretty heavy stuff. They were giving the other hardcore bands a run for their money. Robo on drums, spot on production. I love that fucking artwork too, man. That that purple and little bit of green and black and white. You know, that's an iconic album cover. That's Pusshead, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that that says it all right there, dude. You've seen it parodied a million times, and what a way to start this whole thing off. Doesn't let up. I, it was damn well hard for me to just say throw in all of Earth AD as an album too, man, but like like the, the opening track specifically, and there will be one more. Uh, how about you, number five? Uh, my number five, we already mentioned it, Bullet. There you go. I don't know, man. I just fucking, this fucking song, there's just something weird about it. You know, like the whole... So that'd be obviously we said the suck and fuck and masturbate me part, which yeah, yeah, just yeah. when you masturbate me, yeah. masturbate me, yeah. masturbate me, like I'm just like what the fuck, yeah. you know, like wait, what is that? What yeah. do you mean? But the whole fucking you know text to the reason this president's dead, fucking all that. God, it's just it's such a fucking cool song, and I mean even musically, again, nothing they do is complicated at all, mm-hmm. but they do have some really fucking catchy riffs catchy sounding fucking music and stuff man like and it always works absolutely and this is definitely one of them yep have you ever heard the version with henry rollins on guest vocals from some live show they did no dude it's awesome did you just think <laughs> I, about like like piss and vinegar early 20s rollins i definitely and, and have Danzig, to hear dude. that yeah just they're like not even saying words at a certain point they're just doing the, ah, da, 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 you know it's <laughs> it's great dude i was just like that's the pinnacle of, of early 80s punk and hardcore right there dude that's that's awesome 
Ryan I even, Jackie O. Yeah, I don't even remember John where Kennedy, it is. Jonathan O, baby. Like, it's just fucking. Yeah, that's like, it's the most atypical <laughs> lyrics, too. It's just like, okay, like, we just what? got talking about, done talking about, like, werewolves and shit. What, what does <laughs> yeah. the president have to do? What does what the presidential assassination have to do? And why do you make it sound so cool? And at the time it's written, it's like almost fucking, tw- well, not almost 20 years, but I mean, it's it's years after. Like, it's like, why are you talking about this now? Yeah, man. It's fucking funny, dude. Yeah. Uh, number five for you. Uh, what was number four for me? So. Oh, wait, yeah. What was number five? My number five was Earth AD. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. So, number four. So, I, I talk about a lot. Of how do you know it's like one of your favorites? You think about it a lot, right? And so, here's the thing, man. I love Static Age. I love the 70s-ness of it. I love, I love that it's them really coming into their own with the horror punk thing. Like, like I'll, I love a lot of stuff off of it, man. Um, so I could have tossed in a lot of stuff. Last Caress, I'm surprised didn't make it, but, like, I like these other ones more, dude. Like, um, Attitude, Angel Fuck. Like, there's so many great songs on this album. Doyle says it's his favorite Misfits album, and he's not even on it, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a lot to be said about stuff like that. So my, my number four, as it turned out, after a lot of soul-searching, is Return of the Fly. It's It's... Not really like a lot of the other songs on that record either. It's just like kind of this. It's like this weird kind of dreadful go-go song almost for for lack of better definition, dude. Not a fan of that one. I can see that. It's just like I just like it's a it's a sticky sticky melody. Are we gonna go with that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a sticky melody. There's another one for you. The, the opening line: "Return of the Fly" with Vincent Price. Like he's just saying, "Hey, here's the movie." You know what I mean? Like like the, his little. Um, it's hard for me to say in the in the chorus because it doesn't really have a chorus. It's basically the same thing not, the whole time. Yeah, not really. But yeah, that opening part's pretty funny because yeah, he's well, just like it's like he's reading off the credits or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's just, what do we got here? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's just it's a fun little ditty on an album full of fun little ditties. My number four. This is actually the first one I ever heard, dude. Hollywood Babylon. That's another one I was surprised Like, dude, you know what this song reminds me of? Natural Born Killers. It's that cheesy, like they're in the car, like you know, it's got the moving background and shit. They're coming into town and stuff's gonna get bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's what it reminds me of. I fucking I mean, obviously I heard it way before Natural Born Killers, but for some reason, it's just got that vibe to it. It reminds me of, you know, a car. Like a, a driving scene in a movie where there's a car and it's got that cheesy moving background, like and the car's obviously not moving at all. Yeah, um, that's what yeah. it reminds me of. Um, are you familiar with what Hollywood Babylon is? So it used to be a book, and it was like all this like sexy type gossip of Hollywood, oh, you know, okay. like all this yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's kind of what this, you know. It's always been this idea of like you know Hollywood you know it's oh it's like glitz and glamour but it's always had this like dark CD fucking yeah you yeah, know so yeah. again it's kind of different from the horror stuff and I mean I'm kind of looking at my list and most of my list with maybe the exception of my number one kind of shies away is kind that. of not okay. the horror stuff that's weird Are you coming to that realization but my now? but my yeah but my okay. honorable mentions now I looked at those most of those you know were the horror okay. stuff you so know like that stuff mostly took a backseat <laughs> it's kind of weird I could dig but that but yeah like it's you know great bass sound great guitar sound I mean it's mostly clean guitar so that's why I think it, it's hard to tell the difference between that being you know the guitar or the bass or whatever mm-hmm but it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I like the sound of the, the bass and the guitar, you know, whichever one is which. 
they just have a really good sound on it. And it's just that fucking, just that driving fucking style riff, man. The, you know, that, and that, and that, this one's definitely like, this is one where I you know, if you tell me like, you know, what, what's Psycho Billy? Like it, I mean, this is kind of like that song. Yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Like that's, that's also what it reminds me of is, is that Psycho Billy, Rockabilly style. That's, I mean, prevalent throughout their whole entire everything with the exception of maybe Earth AD, but where they do get a little more like metal and thrashy, but but yeah, this this is definitely one of them, and it's the first song on that compilation. That's why I heard it first. So, what's just the first one called Misfits or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I I do enjoy that song. You know what it is? Go, thinking about some more of the songs on Static Age, maybe there's still a little more of that looming um, Doors thing on there because I could kind of see that kind of being. Yeah, that's of, kind of it's if you know if the Doors had you know a little more aggression yeah yeah <laughs> you know, that uh tv casualties so uh maybe not well kind of but i was thinking actually more of the first song static age that's doors as fuck dude yeah um on that note moving completely away from that we're gonna get away on, on to another song off of earth ad simply asking the question mommy could i go out and kill tonight just what the hell are you talking about dude but like that's just a fun-ass, aggressive song. And I know there's other versions of it. There was a live version on um, Among Us. I'm talking about the, the studio version on on Earth AD. That's just... I'm sure that's got to be a really fun one live. And that's very fast, very thrashy, very aggressive, man. Just The riff is just down, 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 down. It has the little feedback breakdown. And it's just... The way he says mommy. It's just so funny. Mommy! <laughs> so fucking funny, dude. And then like the fucking I mean, I, one reason why I fucking loved it so much too was I mean that the 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 po- the pushead poster for Mommy Can I Go Out and Kill Tonight was my it's my all-time favorite picture from Pusshead. Like and he's one of my favorite artists. Like I've always loved the stuff that he does. And it's, you know, the the skull's pulling back the curtain and it's holding out its eyeball towards the camera. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You know, and this is the first Misfit song that I fucking heard that I really fucking loved. It's also my number one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. You know, so it's always been my favorite Misfit song, and it's really weird because like I listen to I listen to it. It doesn't get caught, like the whole song doesn't get caught in my head as much. Just that one part at yeah. the end, you know? Yeah. But I always like the fucking... Can I go out and kill the night? Kill the night. Awesome rhythm. It's very punctual. Yeah. You know, like... It's punchy as fuck. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it is that... Especially that, you know, when he... You know, right before that little breakdown part, you know? And he's like... Kill the night. Kill the night. Can I go out and kill the night? That is such a great record, You know, it's fucking awesome, like... And uh, yeah, it's it's always been my favorite song. Like I've always thought, like as much. See, okay, so that's the thing, though. It's always been my favorite song. But I'll I'll say this: it's my number one. But it's not much higher. You know, like we've had yeah. lists where I'm like, okay, this my number one is like fucking far and away, yeah, miles away from everything else. Yeah. But this one is like really close. I mean, in fact, from one to five, it's very very close. I could have easily, you know, with the exception of number one, because it's been my favorite for a long time, you know, I could easily order this any fucking, probably in any direction, because, I mean, they're all right fucking there. You know what I mean? And this is like, even with my honorable mentions, 
I mean, I threw out five honorable mentions, so I mean, it's pretty much my top 10 Misfits songs, and I mean, and they're all right, you know, neck and neck, dude, with each other. They're just the fucking top 10, easily, you know, but I'm trying to think how many songs I actually threw on my list. I, I threw a lot more than I thought I was going to, because I forgot about a lot of songs that they had. Yeah. You know, like, I was sure. going through some of those albums on Spotify, I was like, oh, shit, like, I totally forgot about that one. You know, so, and there were some I didn't know the names of them. You know, so I, I was listening, and I'm like, oh, you know, this is that fucking one song. Like, oh, this is the one song. So it was like, there's a lot of that, too. And, I mean, I ended up with, you know, I mean, I think the one we were really surprised with was, you know, a Soil Work episode that didn't even fucking come out, but I, it was something like, you know, 30 songs or something. It was almost 30 with Misfits. That's admirable. You know, like, which yeah. is really weird to me. Your, no, oh, wait, I guess it's my number three. Wait. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So my number three, we already said it, London Dungeon. Yeah. That's a fun one. I just fucking, you know, I always really like when I learned how to play it, you know, I like, you know, I played bass at the time. So it was, you know, you know, and then I just like the way the guitar works with it. Whatever. Down, now, 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 now. It's evil surf rock. It worked really good. Yeah, it worked really good. You know, he's got like that reverb on his vocals and shit. And yeah, it is evil fucking surf rock that is talking about fucking street shit, you yeah, know, yeah, being yeah. in fucking jail. Like, it's you know? making a very, very, you know. <laughs> but I just love, like, the, they call us walking corpses, yeah. unholy living dead. Yeah. You know, they all lock us up, put us in their, is he saying British hell or mm-hmm. British cell? It's, uh, it could go either way. I mean, it's, <laughs> all, it's written down, but you can interpret right. it either way. But it's just funny because it's, it's them taking their aesthetic and slapping it on a shitty situation they were in. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's but they had story. like this cool backbeat where it's like, I don't want to be in yo pow. You know, and it's like, yo, London Dungeon. Yeah. And then it has the little guitar. You know, like it's total Dick Dale, dude. Like, yeah, big absolutely. time. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's fucking great, man. I fucking love it. I like I like that prong cover. I don't think I've heard the throwdown one. I, I mean, my band had a great time every time we played it. It was, you know, and I played bass and sang at the same time, so I did sing it also. And nice. It was just a fun one to play. You know, pretty easy to play. You know, you don't have to over. You don't have to think so fucking goddamn much. You know, some some of those songs are just <laughs> nice spots in the set list where you can just kind of fucking relax yeah, and just enjoy play a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's go for number two, two, two. two. So. Again, how do I know I really like something? You just find yourself, you're not even trying. It just pops in your head, and you just start saying stuff, and just like, what? Why did I just start doing that? But it's like it's, like, it's the extension of you get a song just comes into your head. It just starts coming out of your mouth now, you know what I mean? You just find myself every once in a while sitting there going, we are 138, we are 138. <laughs> it's just like, I talk about how much I love the aggression on, on Earth AD, I think that's the closest they get to on Static Age. Possibly is is one th- we are one thirty eight. What is one thirty eight? Nobody knows. It's funny because I see all, I see all the fucking little memes and shit, you know, of the one thirty eight and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And it's like, I've I've been seeing that for years, and I'm like, God, I don't like that fucking song. Like, why is that the song? And then I started thinking about, it, I'm like, it's literally the only song that has a number in it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. 
That's I wonder just, what the significance of 138 is. They've been trying to figure it out for over 40 years now. You know what I mean? Really? Like, there's nothing like online or... There's you know, speculation. There's no fucking, oh, That's okay, one of those yeah. things that... They just, like, they've just never said. Yeah. You know, it's you know, just fuck like... fuck it, don't. Yeah, Take exactly. it to the grave, dude. Exactly. <laughs> take it to the grave, the don't most, tell anybody, because it'll ruin it for somebody. Yeah, for the, in the most misfit style, take it to the grave. Yep. That's no, just it'll, a it'll ruin it for somebody fun if they ass say song. I don't remember if there's other lyrics or not. I just like them going, we are 138, and then he just goes, eight, 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 like a weird seagull choking on something I think at the that's end. Why I don't like it. <laughs> that, that bit at the end, and they have the weird effect. Yeah, <laughs> on the guitars or whatever. That wah, 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 like, oh man, yeah, that's just good fun. Oh, that's the man. thing. I, I think I can't stress about the Misfits enough, dude. Even like like some bands that are kind of wacky will have like an undertone of you know we're only we only have you know our humorous because we're it, it's our coping mechanism for how sad we are. Misfits is straight just fun. Just like Rob Zombie, just like any, there's like sometimes you just need pure escapism, like like just like you know what I mean. It was like not a lot of thinking, just go with it, enjoy. You know what I mean. On that continued theme, number two for you, dude. I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch. There you go. You, you better, better think, think about, about it, baby. Like, dude, especially at the end when he gets like in the higher register, mm -hmm. you know. Oh man, like I fucking love this fucking song, dude. Yeah. Like I love it so much. Yeah. That's that sweet it could spot, easily dude. be, I, you know, as, like I said, it, "Mommy" has been my number one for a long time. But this could easily be number one, also, mm -hmm. man. Like, and it's so weird too, yeah, because I don't know what the fuck he's. I mean, what the fuck? Great question. You know, it's like, well, <laughs> what is? Like, let did alone. you really need to write a song yeah. to tell someone you're not a goddamn yeah. son of a bitch? <laughs> but I, apparently, I guess so. Yeah. I always like to have this idea of like. You know, he was growing up or something, you know, and his fucking dad just kept calling him a goddamn, goddamn son of a bitch. bitch. You know, I ain't like, no goddamn <laughs> Or he was, like, getting on the bus in New Jersey, you know, some fucking random yeah. fucking homeless guy. You goddamn son of a bitch! Mm -hmm. And, like, just for years, it was just, like, festering in yeah. his mind. And then I gotta he finally, get this out. Yeah, dude, he finally gets a microphone, and he's, like, the first thing he fucking says, <laughs> I ain't no goddamn son yeah. of a bitch! Hey. You better think about yeah. it, baby! And just like, everybody oh, else, dude. even the guys in the band, just like... <laughs> What's he talking yeah. about? Dude? Yeah, they're like, wait a minute, what's your problem? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what is, what the problem is. But I love that there's a problem because I love the fucking song, dude. Yeah. And it's just so ridiculous to just fucking be like, you know, you're... <laughs> I put it on at the gym before, you know, and it's like fucking at first, you know, the song's going, it's a, it's whatever, you know, and then the chorus kicks in, you know, and it's just like, I ain't no, and all of a sudden everybody's like looking around like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a very strange chorus. And then you think about it too, and it's like, you know, it's an old song. There's not a lot of songs like that back then. Yeah. Where you're just screaming, I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch. I mean, I guess Nazareth, you know, now you're messing with the son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. we should get those two together. Nazareth and the Misfits? Yeah. <laughs> the Nazfits? Because now, now you're messing with a son of a bitch versus I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch. Mm. Oh, so Actually, it's just like it's accept, a back and forth? Yeah, didn't accept do a song just called Son of a Bitch? That's, yeah. Was yeah, it yeah, accept? Yeah. <laughs> so It's one of those, because like, I, I, I can imagine that very particular vocal style that it's either that or it's like, the only other thing I can think of that sounded like that was like T-Rex, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't that either. No, I'm pretty sure it was Except did a song called Son of a Bitch. It's, yeah, we should get all of them together. Just, just do the Son of a... dialogue? Do the SOB tour or something. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you'd be hitting a fucking very different crowd, each, each fucking band. Yeah, let's see. All right, research time. Yeah, Son of a Bitch, good call, Except and somebody named Ian Taylor. 
I'll have to look into that later. I am a wealth of knowledge. Uh, We we both (laughs) have a lot of useful and useless knowledge. Tell you what happened on Twitter. Brian Brian Fair put up something like, you know, he saw... Oh, fuck. Who was it, man? It was... uh, Oh, so it was when Rage Against the Machine announced they were going to reunite or whatever for some shows. And Brian Fair had said like he saw him with Quicksand. Goddamn. I may or you may know, not back have in the day that. or whatever, and yeah. I and I commented in there. I was like, you know, like fuck, man. Like as much as I love Rage Against the Machine, I think I'd rather see a quicksand reunion. And then some guy was like, you know, they they already they're, did. they're already back together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, really? When? And he's like, I mean, they they got back together and they've been doing stuff. You haven't heard that last album? <laughs> uh, no. Oh, dude, it's really good. They're oh, they're fuck. down a guy right now because he got. They're down a guy. No, so I haven't been to their Spotify page either because I have Slip and Manic Compression in a playlist. So I I've, I haven't looked them up in a long time. And I was just like, oh, shit. You know, and I'm like, and you call yourself the metalist. <laughs> I'm pathetic. Oh, man. I kind of want to do a, a quicksand album or a episode now, too. Fuck, that would be outstanding. Yeah. I Put love it on the list. Band. Put it on the list. So we already know my number one. Yep, yep, yep. What is D-Lo's number Two. So, my number two. Wait. Yeah. Hey, you threw me off too. Didn't I already yeah, do Because I just two? did my number two where Eagles Dare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got to do. Oh, wait. Yeah. So I, I did 138. Oh, uh, okay, it's because yeah. I went first this time, huh? Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll keep that in mind for Good next time. Good fucking God. Um, it shouldn't be that confusing, dude. <laughs> it adds to the charm. <laughs> so, so, that was the thing. I realized early on I liked the Misfits. It wasn't until. I was watching the first Jackass movie, and the credits are rolling. Then I realized I love the Misfits when Hybrid Moment starts playing, and that's the first time I hear it that way. Like, that is the perfect sweet spot of just... And again, it's that, it's that dirty production, man. I love that production. I think that was perfect for that album, you know what I mean? You could just tell it's like 50s melody, you know, sensibility coming out the ears, man. Like... Fucking, they, it's just a fun-ass song. It's one of their biggest songs. What is it about? I don't even know, man. But it's, like, it's again, one of that, that, that dude's having a good time, but he's being vaguely threatening about something, you know what I mean? I don't think I've ever heard that fucking song. Hybrid Moments? Really? Yeah, See I'm how much listen, higher I'm I can get my voice. To it now. Oh, yeah, keep going up, keep going up. Maybe, <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll suddenly figure that out that yeah. I've heard it. I'm going to listen to it real quick. Yep. Yeah, that's just a fun song, man. I... Again, this running recurring theme. I don't know what it's about, but it sounds fun. And uh, just like it's it's used in movies a lot. It's used in commercials. It's used in fucking you know. It's it's covered a lot. Again, the integrity version's interesting. Yeah, I just looked it up, else. and there's like quite. A, there's. I mean, I doubt that would be a different song with that name. Yeah, that's kind of weird. But a very unique title to <laughs> say the least. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, definitely like that one. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. It's like the the super melody, you know, the Doorsy shit. Mm-hmm. I guess you know, with that really raw fucking sounding guitar, like or you know, or like again, dude. There's so many times, man. It sounds which like a fucking which? bass with yeah, distortion yeah, 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 yeah. on it. Yeah, you know, it's like whoa, dude. Like it's so weird, but I just think it has a cool fucking sound on it. You know, yeah. it's just you know, it almost song. reminds me of that HM2 sound. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's a little the, bit. It's grimy like that. Yeah, it's that blown speaker thing, right? It sounds like maybe if there, in some cases, if something was distorting, it's because it was too loud. Well, that's like, literally what distortion is. It's it's basically like the old school shit. It's like you know, ACDC famously didn't use any fucking gain on their guitars. You know, they just cranked their shit up so loud that the speakers naturally distorted. So that's why. We can get into Tech Talk. Welcome to Tech yeah, Talk. No but kidding. like, yeah, those old Celestian speakers that were 25-watt speakers, you know, you put four of them in a fucking cab, you throw a 100-watt head on there, you know, and you want the lower, you know, lower wattage speaker so that it fucking distorts like fucking crazy. Then you don't use any gain, and you have this weird kind of old... Well, it's not weird. It's just old-school distortion. You know, when you think of, like, the kinks and fucking, you know, ACDC and... Like Ray. You know, free, like, all right now, and that, yeah, all that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. It's not really gainy but like it's also not just fully clean guitar it's so crackling. yeah so you know yeah if you can get an actual blown speaker of that then it'll even be fucking even dirtier mm-hmm. you know so and then if, if you can figure out a way to get more wattage to it too i'm sure there was a lot of fucking experimentation back then with like wiring yeah for sure. <laughs> Yo, what if we wire on this or what if we wire on that? I bet there was a lot of that shit. Just trying to overdrive a fucking a speaker, you know? Oh, yeah. The pinnacle of, of amplification in the 70s or whatever, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm sure there was tons of that. And, and I mean, especially especially the smaller bands because they were the ones that didn't have the nicer shit. So they had to, like, basically create their own sound mm-hmm. out of necessity, basically, you know? Oh, yeah. Especially if you think they're crunched on studio time or whatever, because there's a f- oh, yeah, fuck dude. ton of songs on Static Age. And studio time, dude, I mean, I again, the older crowd knows, if, especially if you've played before, man, studio time is not cheap, dude. Oh, dude. Have you heard the... the, the now, there's a reason why fucking labels would come to you and say, like, you know, we'll pay for your studio time if we own the masters to your songs, like, and people were down for it. Yeah. They didn't have a way to... It's... it's, it's it's this kind of catch two too, where it's like you know, well you don't have a way. What's the point of having these songs if no one hears them? Mm-hmm. But but on the other hand, what's the point of fucking having people hear your songs if you don't own them? Yeah, you know. And so it was this really kind of a fucking you a know catch two too, and wicked. it's like well fuck. I mean, some people got into it, and some people you know weren't down for it, and I mean hopefully you know later down the road they were able to do it on their own, but most of them weren't. Mm-hmm. And most of them ended up, you know, you know, a lot of those old bands like fucking, you know, probably broke up and you know, I'm gonna get a real job, you know, that that sort of thing because they had to. Yep, it's a different different situation nowadays. Uh, that is our episode on the Misfits. Yep, yep. Is so, it the Misfits? We never talked about that. It's the Misfits, right? I, it depends. I, I think if you look at some of the logos, it says the, and others it doesn't. So maybe I, I, don't I know like how they said like he named it after a Marilyn Monroe fucking movie, mm-hmm. The Misfits, and I'm like, Bringing it's it not back like it was a fucking more. weird name. It's yeah. just the Misfits. You're yeah, the yeah. Cast, exactly. You know, you're the people that don't fit in. Like, just I just kind of thought it was yeah, funny that no they were doubt. like, oh no, he had to name it after this particular movie. It's like, yeah. Real quick, as we do with artists. We'd like to uh, oh, yeah, check out the yeah. top ten. What is the top? T- uh, on Spotify here. So, the tenth most streamed song is "London Dungeon," and it's the version off of the uh, the first one, just called "Misfits." Some people call it "Collection One." After that, you got "Halloween." That looks like it's off "Collection Two," and it looks like it's the original version, which I prefer. Uh, that that was another one that almost made my top ten. 
Uh, let's see. After that, you got Skulls. That's one off of Among the uh, uh, Walk Among Us I enjoy. Skulls. Yeah. That's another meme-heavy one. Yeah, for sure. Did you ever see the one for Angel, instead of Angel Fuck, it's, it's Little Angel Pug, and it's a, it's a derpy oh, little... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love those Danzig memes so much. If you haven't, yeah, go go on Facebook and look up Danzig <laughs> memes. It's it's the gift that keeps on giving. After that, we have a song from Famous Monsters, actually, called Helena at 10 million streams. Uh, after that, you got the big single with the video. You got Scream. And then uh, after that, even. Or no, okay. After that, you have Dig Up Her Bones, which was the big single with the video and all that off of American Psycho. And then after that, you have Saturday Night Off Famous Monsters, which I don't recall. So you had a block of four Graves songs in there. So he has he has that dedicated fan base. And I didn't know till recently, until they covered it on That's Not Metal, how big of a fan base Famous Monsters still has. That's interesting. Anyways, after all that... I kind of figured there had to be at least something in the top ten that was like from the newer stuff, just because... like. The newer, if newer the, stuff with Jerry only? Well, no, like with Graves and oh, stuff. Yeah. Like, because they had to have been popular enough to keep it going. Yeah, no doubt. You know? Yeah, but that was... I even, definitely didn't think there would be four of them. <laughs> yeah, no, that surprises me too. But, like, the late, you know, we talk about that being the newer stuff, and it is, but, like, that was, that was 20 years ago, that album. I was, I was just getting into freshman year. <laughs> Anyways, after that, we got... I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch. Oh, no, 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 okay, not yet. Hybrid moments at 18 million streams, but a little more than that for uh, Where Eagles Dare. Again, I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch. Let's see, after that, hot dog, man. Last Caress, 31 million streams. That makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. That's, that's, it's the one that got covered the most. It's got that sense of melody. It's got the horror aesthetic. It's, it's kind of the all-encompassing misfit song to a degree. Why not? I dig it. So that's the ten biggest I ones. I think Metallica doing it. I've seen them cover or uh, close with it live. You know, like it, it, everybody knows that one. Yeah, I, th- I think Metallica doing that song is huge, especially if you find out it's a cover. Yeah, there's a lot of people that, that think it is a Metallica yeah, song j- because I guess because of what it's saying. Yeah. I. Uh, just like some people think that Am I Evil and So What are uh, Metallica songs, too. Right. Granted, I don't remember who does Am I Evil. I think that's Diamond Head, actually. It's also. Diamond Head. Okay, yeah. And then uh, the other one is anti Nowhere League or whatever that's called. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's one thing if a band like Metallica covers your song. It's another thing if, like... Okay, okay case in point, they did, like, Whiskey in the Jar and fucking Turn the Page and all that... But those are songs that everybody fucking knows anyway. They know they're not fucking Metallica songs. Like, whatever. They're yeah. just regular songs. Yeah. But when you have a fucking song that has the lyrics that Last Caress has. Yeah. And Metallica's playing that song. And then you find out that it's mm-hmm. not their song. You're gonna go listen to oh, it. Oh, yeah. And the whole stadium <laughs> singing it back. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, even oh, fuck. It just, the idea of a fucking whole stadium. Yeah. And some of that is like parents with kids and some, in yeah, some cases dude. grandkids oh, at this fuck. point. Oh, fuck. It just cracks me up so yeah, bad. Just man. the idea of that is fucking great. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's Misfits, folks. I know that we got, there's a lot of Misfits fans out there. Let us know what your favorite stuff is and uh, hopefully see you soon. Until then, eat your veggies. Fuck your prayers. Goodbye. Later.